Hi, I'm Renee Evans, co-senior leader of Bethel Austin. Make sure that you like and subscribe to our weekly sermons so that you don't miss what is happening here at Bethel Austin. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. And most of all, we pray that you would have an encounter with the living God today. All right, stay standing, stay standing, stay standing. You know, you guys know. How many visitors do we have with us? I didn't get a chance to see. How many people are visiting for the first time? All right. Praise God. Well, welcome. Good luck. <laughs> Put your hands out in front of you. Say this, Holy Spirit, come. We can do nothing apart from his presence. Nothing of value. <laughs> Put your hand on your neighbor. And just say, Father, I pray that you would bless them beyond their comfort zone, <laughs> beyond their ability to understand, beyond their wildest dreams and desires. I just pray that you bless them in the way only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, Merry Christmas. Ah. Surprise, surprise, I changed my message this morning. Those of you that have been here are laughing because you know. Um, and it's really funny because my message was half preached between the closing and the offering. Both Naomi and Renee talked about quite a bit of it. Yeah, let's do it. <clears throat> um, driving in this morning, I actually got a little bit convicted about where I'm at, where my heart's at. And I think some of this will resonate with some of you. Many of you are way more spiritual, so you don't deal with any of these problems. But this is, hi. I'm, I, hey, kids, come on up, I don't mind. This has been a very hard year. Anybody else had at least a little bit of a hard year? It's been an extremely hard year. It's been a very hard season, and the last few weeks have been some of the most challenging we've ever faced, personally, my family, and myself. And, I mean, I'm just gonna be honest. It's kind of clouded the joy, <laughs> Stolen some of the joy out of this season. Anybody else ever have your circumstances kind of take the joy out of your season? Yeah. And I think that's why I got convicted. Because I realized that I was allowing my circumstances to actually rise up in front of the purpose of this season, the reason for this season, and the joy of this season. I allowed what was going on in and around me to actually cloud what was available to me. I even tried to get myself in the spirit by playing a lot of Christian music. <laughs> Anybody else try to push their way through with Christian music and Christmas music? But I'll tell you, sometimes the songs we sing are more rehearsed and memorized than they are heartfelt songs that we actually mean when we sing them. I mean, we show up a lot of times, and honestly, as Christians, we, we are 
subject to falling into this pattern of familiarity where we show up and we sing the songs because we've got them memorized. They're our favorites because they sound great. They make me feel good, but I'm actually not, I'm not allowing the song to take place in me and to actually come from me to him. They're actually just songs we sing, and especially in this time of year. Do you know that most of the world is singing Christian songs this season? And most of the world doesn't even realize what they're singing. The songs are actually declarations and promises. They're not just words. I love the song that we sang in the beginning, Joy to the World. I absolutely love that song. And I realized, because I listened to it coming into church, and I began to cry listening to it, because it was like, wait a minute. I think I've sung this a dozen times this last month. But for some reason, I heard what I was saying this morning, like deeply heard what I was saying. I mean, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart, every heart prepare him room. People all over are singing this song, but how many are actually preparing their heart for him to take residence? Room for him to be alive in them. The world, the earth, should be singing in joy because of him. You guys good? It's a prayer and declaration to all the nations of the earth to prepare our hearts and receive God our King. Eternal life. How many of you ever have ever thought about eternity? How many of you kind of messes you up when you do? Because we really can't understand it. And honestly, most of us don't live for it. We live knowing about it. We don't live for it. Knowing that forever I have life in Christ. I will be around forever. Not in this skin, not in necessarily this place, but I have eternal life. So my circumstances this month really don't matter compared to the eternal outlook on what God has given me. But I can let my circumstances cloud me so much to where I can become irritable. Anybody else become irritable in this season? If you haven't seen it, go to Walmart. (laughs) It happens, it's crazy. You know, I think as Christians, we sometimes lose, lose sight of the message in the songs, the message in the stories. How many of you could probably list off four Bible stories that you're familiar with? Okay, three. Okay, two. A lot of you, are you, are you here? Raise your hand if you're here. Okay, good. We need to do a Bible class on Bible stories because about half of us know Bible stories. I mean, think about it. 
so many Bible stories. Noah's Ark, Jonah and the whale, story of Joseph, the birth of Jesus. We know these stories, but have we lost the edge that they're supposed to get, that they're supposed to have? Have we lost the ability to hear the promises of God and the truth of what he's done? These stories are absolutely amazing, but we're so familiar with them. We're like, oh yeah, I've read that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Not just to come, but to be crucified and killed. Like, think about that. He didn't just give his son to be a great example on earth. He didn't give his son to just be here to show us what we can do and what's capable. He gave his son to die for us so that we may have eternal life with him. That's love. How many of you are parents in here? Can you imagine giving up one of your children to be killed, tortured and killed for everyone else's sake? It's an amazing story and a profound gift that he's given us. But I've become numb to it at times. I've gotten caught up in Christmas being about the gifts, the family. Now, I'm not saying those are wrong. I'm not saying family isn't wrong. I'm not saying love isn't wrong. I'm not saying giving isn't isn't. Good, sorry. I'm just saying it's not the reason that we celebrate this season. This season is so incredible. And I think we sometimes take for granted the simplicity of the story. The simple cutting message that God wants to give us. I don't remember the last time I actually, and I'm not saying this bad, just that I remember going to a church on Christmas and hearing the Christmas story. We're looking for that new revelatory download that God's giving us instead of, God, simply what did you do? What's the beauty of this season? What's the beauty of this story? So I'm gonna do this quickly because it doesn't take a long time to read the most incredible story that's ever been told. On a night over 2,000 years ago, talking about memes, I remember seeing a funny meme where there's an atheist saying, I don't believe in God. I don't believe God is a God of today. God of what day? Today, 2023. 2023 of what? AD, after death. You believe in God. (laughs) Over 2,000 years ago in a manger. You guys know what a manger is, right? We sing away in a manger. We talk about it. Do you know what a manger is? It's a feeding trough. In a stable or a cave or a place where animals can walk up and just chomp their hay and go away. He was born in a feeding trough. place as humble as any other place could be. This wasn't just any child. This was Jesus, the Messiah, the promised King of Kings and our Savior. 
Can you imagine being a shepherd out in the field that night? How many of you have read that? I like, in fact, if any of you have the Passion Translation, read this story in the Passion Translation. It's incredible the way he describes what's happening. But the shepherds are on the field doing their nightly routine. Suddenly an angel of God appears. How many of you have trouble sometimes with the messages on angels? Read your Bible. An angel appeared and the glory of the Lord surrounded them. And then angels appeared. Not one, many. Angels appeared and declared the most joyous news that had ever been heard. The birth of Christ our Lord. His coming was a miracle, foretold and long awaited. You realize that all of the prophetic words about Jesus in the Old Testament were part of the Christmas story? We sometimes throw out the Old Testament because, oh, it's old and the New Testament has washed it. No, it is a proclamation of the promises of the king. Shepherds, those shepherds and wise men from near and far were guided by a divine star, by the North Star, a star that lit their way. It wasn't Google Maps. It was an actual star. They didn't, you know, she made that joke. A lot of us won't go anyplace if we can't find it on our phone. We'll get it delivered instead of trying to find it. We'll have somebody else go. They went from everywhere to follow a star because of a promise. They journeyed to witness the miracle of the newborn king. This baby who didn't come to us in a royal palace, the halls of power, but they're born, he was born in a stable. That sends such a profound message. God wants to remind us that greatness often lies in humility. And that love and power can be found in the most unexpected of places. Jesus' birth was a beacon of hope, a tangible expression of God's boundless love for us. He came to earth not as a holy and separated God, but as a man, one of us. Approachable, relatable, full of truth and grace. He was more than a wise teacher or a moral leader. He was the fulfillment of ancient prophecies and he's the promise of our salvation. In Bethlehem's manger lay not just a baby, but the way, the truth, and the life marked by love, sacrifice, and redemption. I want to make sure I give us, we're supposed to be ending. The worship team is not back up. Worship team is gone. They have left the building. If I can get the worship team back up when they get a chance, there's a couple of them. There they are. You know, as we celebrate this season, I mean, the story is simple. When you actually read it in the Bible, it's that much on your page. But that is the most profound story we have. It is the ultimate sacrifice of a God that loves us and a son that's willing to die for us. 
being born a baby, humble. I love how Tim said it. Humble and needing help. To, to relate to us in every trial that we'll ever face, but to also give us access to a life that'll never go away. As we celebrate Christmas, let us remember that the true essence of this season is not just about festivities and presents and good dessert food. That is good, though. And all the joy that it brings. But remember celebrating the birth of Jesus who brought light into the world and offers us the greatest gift, the gift of eternal life. With every song we sing, with every gift that's shared, every light that twinkles on your tree or on your house, let's be reminded of Jesus, the everlasting King. He is the light that overcomes the darkness and our hope for a brighter future. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. The reality is, Jesus is the reason for this season. To celebrate him in all that he is. To worship him for all that he is. Think about it. The shepherds and the wise men went to worship a baby that could give them nothing. Because he was worth it. I want us to end singing the song we started with, Joy to the World. And I want us to end singing it not from memory, not from a place of a joy-filled Christmas song, but I want us to sing it with the heart's intention of every word being the truest of true and realizing that we are declaring that the world is filled with joy because of the king. Can we do that? And I wanna do this. I love having the children in here. Sometimes it can be a distraction. Sometimes it should be. But if you have kids here, I wanna invite all of the families with kids, bring your kids up front. Let them actually come up and worship with you as a family this morning. And you, it doesn't matter if they're paying attention or not. The reality is they are paying attention. And if they see you actually giving everything you have into a song about the perfect king, they will notice. It may not be this time, but they will notice. So I want to invite all the families to come up front. Everybody else just stand. More than welcome to come up as well. I want us to sing this song one last time. And as we sing it, let's approach Christmas with hearts of gratitude, joy, celebrating the true season for the birth of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And sing the words, not from a place of memory, again. Really look at the words. Think about what you're saying when you're singing these. Make them not a song, but make them a declaration and prayer and a promise to the earth that it will be full with joy. And keep people in your mind that, God, let these people, as they hear this song, 
Let them make room for him. Let them experience the fullness of who he is. Let the world actually have an encounter with the beauty of the King. Merry Christmas.
Amen. Thank you, worship team. Um, Papa Jim is going to come up, and he's just going to pray a blessing over our community and just the, the Bethel Austin family. So here you go, Jim. Thank you, Jim. What a wonderful service. I'm so glad that so many of you could be here today. But before you leave, we really want to just pray a blessing over you. Amen? Is that good? Lord, we just thank you for each and every person that's here, each and every family that's here, Lord. Father, we just, we just pray that you turn your, your, your face towards them, God, to bless them, Lord. Father, to, to be with them, to follow them, Lord. Father, let them close, just keep close to their hearts the true meaning of Christmas, God. That it's not about presents, God. It's not about parties, God. But it's about celebrating you, Jesus. And when you came to bless the world, to remove all of our sins, God, and to redeem us to the Father. So I just pray a Father's blessing over you. I say yes and amen to each and every one of you. And may you walk with God's blessing and glory all the days of your lives. In Jesus' name. Everybody said. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.